The word of God from Philippians chapter 3. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. If you were an economist or a mathematician, you might try to work out the formulas that are given here in this text about gain and loss and how we should count things. But God's economics are quite different from ours. To God, it's all or nothing. In order to gain everything, we must count everything else as loss. Or maybe we should look at it from an education viewpoint. Paul was a very well-educated person. He studied with Gamaliel, one of the most famous rabbis in all of Jerusalem. He was of the chosen people of Israel, so he had good training. It seems that he has lots of reasons to boast, lots of things in his favor. He probably would have graduated summa cum laude. Early in this chapter from Philippians, Paul even says that he compares himself with others. He says, I was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. I didn't just keep the law. I was a Pharisee, the strictest of the Jews. And concerning my own good works and righteousness, I was blameless. As a young man, so committed to his understanding of his religion, Paul was zealous and eager to persecute those others, those Christians. But then the Lord Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus, and Paul quickly recognized his upside-down way of thinking of things. Everything that had been important to him, his own good works and pride and genealogy and eagerness, all these things, he now says, are nothing to him. They are a loss. What things were gained to me, these I have counted loss. I count them as rubbish. We just sang in the hymn these same thoughts. My richest gain I count as loss and pour contempt on all my pride. In exchange, Paul gains something much better. Because he cannot earn anything from God, he receives from God as a free gift all that he needs for his spiritual life. He rejects all that he treasured before, his works, his zeal, his pedigree, and he receives from God the gift of faith, faith in Christ and righteousness. He says, I count all things as lost that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. What do we lose as Christians? What do we count as loss? Through Jesus' righteousness and forgiveness, we lose our sins. We lose our guilt. 
We lose our emptiness, our worthlessness. We lose our feeling and sense of being lost and condemned before God. We no longer have to dread being in the presence of God. We no longer have to dread the wrath of God because all of our wrongdoings, all of our many wrongdoings, have been taken from us and placed on Christ, who is the Son of God and who paid the punishment that we owed. And what do we gain as Christians? Just like St. Paul, we gain Christ as our Savior and brother, our help in every trouble, our intercessor, the one who prays for us and pleads for us at the throne of God. We gain true and lasting joy and peace of mind. We gain the love of what is truly good and right and noble and pure, the things that are the best of all that God gives us. What the world thinks are pleasures now become bitter to us. Does this happen perfectly? Not in this life. Not as long as we still have that sinfulness within us. We are, as we learn so much, at the same time, saint and sinner. Even Saint Paul, that great leader of the church, struggled with sin every single day. But we will know this complete and perfect sinlessness in heaven when we are confirmed and made perfect in Christ's holiness. Here we have it in hope and promise. There we have it in full reality. At one point, St. Paul wrote, I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. When Christ is ours, when Christ is our focus, all other things become a blur, a shadow, something to be forgotten, something to count as loss. Because when we have Christ, we have new spiritual life here on earth and perfect sinlessness in heaven. In this fourth week of Lent, this is our joy and our refreshment. The Latin name for this Sunday is Letare, rejoice. As we look forward to Easter, it's a foretaste of what is to come. And the psalm for the Sunday says, Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad in her, all you who love her. Rejoice with her, all you who mourn for her. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. We have joy when we hear this precious gospel of Jesus as our Savior, when our sins are forgiven, when we feed on the bread of life. Another English name for this Sunday is Refreshment Sunday. It's a little foretaste of that, of that Easter feast when we feast on Christ himself, because here we read of Christ as the bread of life who fed 5,000 people. Jesus satisfies us each and every day, not only with bread and food, our daily bread as we pray, but also with the eternal food for our soul, grace and mercy and forgiveness peace of mind, hope, and eternal joy. And so we need to learn God's economics and enjoy this refreshment along with St. Paul and call all other things loss and rubbish. For through faith we have Christ and his righteousness that reconciles us to God. And with Christ we have all things. Rejoice in this week of rejoicing Feast on this bread of life 
each and every day in this refreshment week. God grant it for Jesus' sake. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.